guys, it's Joanne. I just wanted to let you know real quick before we get started that today's episode is not appropriate for all audiences. While we don't use any curse words or overtly sexual language, we are discussing sexual situations between consenting adults. So if you have your kiddos around, pop in your headphones. Next thing I want to let you know is that Annie and I had such a fun conversation that I have way more Annie content to dish out. She had three different funny first date stories. This episode only contains one. The next two may either come out in a bonus episode or we may save those conversations for our compilation date episode, which will be coming out soon. Either way, you're going to want to follow the podcast so that you can hear Annie again. You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host, and today I have with me Annie Wooden. Annie is a business owner and mom to an amazing Jack Russell named Walter Cronkite Wooden, which for some (laughs) reason I find so funny. I was laughing right out loud. My husband's like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, I... I don't know why it's funny, but Annie's dog's name is Walter Cronkite Wood, and it's just so perfect. Anyway, Annie has owned the weekly paper in her hometown for five years, and she grew up in rural Montana, but she's traveled the country. Annie, thank you so much for being with me today. Well, thank you. And I do have to correct you. It's Walter Cronkite Wood in the first. No, that was when I when Scott asked me what I was laughing about, I looked again and then I was like, oh my gosh. And I forgot about that. I'm like, it's even better than I thought. It's Walter Cronkite Wood in the first. It's very official <laughs> and he wears bow ties, so he deserves the first. <laughs> and he's like the mascot for your yeah, journalism. He is. Adorable. It's so, so cute. Okay, well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? That's me in a nutshell. I grew up in a small town in Montana, and when I grew up, I couldn't wait to get out of here and moved across the country, studied journalism, worked at all these fancy newspapers all over the country, went to college, got married, got divorced, just wanted to be home after that. And now that I'm back in my hometown, I'll never leave, probably. I live about 15 minutes from my parents. My first job was at the Sanders County Ledger, and hopefully it'll be my last. I look forward to retiring from there someday. And I'm very busy in my community. Today, we were at a homecoming parade. Walter had a blue and gold sweater for homecoming and a special bow tie on. (laughs) Okay, is there a picture of that? Because if so, yes, I will text that to you. (laughs) Walter has his own Instagram page, so you can follow him at Walter Cronkite Wood in the first. I'm, you know, involved in my church. I'm the president of the chamber. You just have to do what you have to to survive in a small town, especially as a small business owner. It's beautiful here. I spend a lot of time outdoors. Walter and I like to go kayaking and hiking. And I'm definitely living the dream because when I moved home and bought the newspaper, one of my friends from high school, her mom said, you know, you told me in high school you were going to come back and buy the newspaper. I said, oh, really? Well, there you go. I never thought I would own a business. I didn't really know how my life would end up, but everything happens for a reason. And I just, I love being here. And so that's me in a nutshell. Oh, that's so awesome. So listeners, if you didn't catch that, Annie owns the business that gave her her first employment position. (laughs) That is so amazing. All right, Annie, tell the listeners how we met. 
<laughs> well, this is awesome. So your husband, I had an appointment to get a root canal from him. And I remember walking in the in the room and you and I started chatting and then we were chatting more. And after about 10 minutes, he looked at us and he said, um, can we start now? And so I feel like, and then I had to go to a follow-up and I feel like my appointments with him should always be at least a half an hour longer so that we can catch up. Absolutely. When I first met you, we instantly connected. I was like, oh, we're going to be best friends. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I told my husband, I'm like, I can't believe she lives in Plains. Or actually, you live further than Plains. Plains is the furthest practice where we go. And it's about an hour 15 from our house. I'm about a half an hour past that in Thompson Falls. Yeah. So crazy. So I'm like, I can't believe she lives so far away. If she lived, if she lived near us, I just know we'd be friends. I just like her so much. It's probably better for everyone that we don't live close together because <laughs> we wouldn't get anything done. We'd be making mischief all the time. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Annie is that she had to have a top-down root canal because it was a redo. And so we went through – We I say we. That's really fancy. Actually, I was handing Scott stuff, and Scott was doing all the nitty-gritty work. But he went through her gum and down into the top of her tooth that way. And when we gave her a break at one point, she's like, "Um, I, I would like to see what that looks like. Is there any chance you could take a picture? And I'm like, heck, yes, I'll take a picture. And then at the end of the procedure, she's like, can you send me that? I want to show people. I don't know if we need to put that in the show notes, but it was really cool. <laughs> True. Yeah, that that might be kind of a trigger for people. And I actually, because I'm a good girl, I erased it from my phone, even though it didn't have her name associated with her or anything. But I did not erase it from my phone until after I showed my daughter. So I was like, you got to see this. <laughs> I know. I always ask people if they want to see it, but then certain family members, I'm like, no, you have to see this. I forced <laughs> this upon you. It's so neat. Slash gross. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. What is your favorite phone app? My favorite phone app right now is Headspace. It's a meditation app. I use it every single night when I go to sleep or if I'm having some anxiety. There's everything from like 45 minute sleep casts that take you through. One of my favorite ones is called the Cat Marina and it just describes like this marina and all the cats that live there and it puts you to sleep. Like I've never made it to the end. And then they have little breathing exercises. There's some yoga in there and different stretches. And I literally use it every single day. Okay. Who is the funniest person you know? The funniest person I know is my friend, Olivia. She and I worked in a newspaper in Tennessee together. And the day I interviewed there, it was kind of like when I met you and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I haven't lived there in a long time, but I go back every couple of years and she and I meet, we travel across the country, mostly like to food related places so we can eat interesting food. We talk every day through Marco Polo or through texting or emailing. And I know someday we're going to have a podcast or write a book because there's always funny crap that we're talking about. I'm so there for that. Like She knows all my secrets. She's the person that when I die is going to have my passwords and tell everybody on Facebook that I'm gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so clean out the top of your closet before anybody gets to it, that kind of thing. I just told her the other day, I was like, um, make sure my mom doesn't go through my dresser. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have similar packs with sisters-in-law. I won't, I won't make yeah. sure. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, I'm a thousand miles away. So you might need to have somebody else in charge of that job. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I had a girlfriend in Reno who I was like, okay, if I'm ever in a coma, you better come pluck my eyebrows, sister, because... <laughs> The natural eyebrow situation. I don't care what is going on with me. If I'm alive, it needs help. Right. I know. Yeah, what I if what if you're laying there and all these people are coming and seeing you and like you haven't shaved your chin or something like that? Like 
Exactly. You need those friends who are going to look the out for you. The chin hairs are at high alert. Yeah, and the the unibrow is just proud and loud. No, I can't. I mean, I, I'm not that vain, but I don't want to, like, traumatize anybody, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so same with your mom. You just don't want to traumatize her with certain <laughs> things. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to interview Olivia if she'll if she'll have me. Oh, yeah, she's she's hilarious. And she's a teacher. She's an English teacher, and it's Aww. just a whole different world. Okay, what TV shows are you hooked on, or what has been your favorite binge watch? Lately, it's Below Deck. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a reality show that follows yachting crews and all the drama that happens, and I absolutely love it. I don't know what I'd compare it to, but it's mindless. You get to know the characters. Captain Lee has like these funny things that he's always saying, well, I'll buy you one-way ticket out of here, and he's super funny. And I love all the relationships that happen. It's like for people that watch The Bachelor, it's even funnier and it's trashier. And I don't feel guilty watching it. I tell everybody I watch it because a lot of those things, you know, you'll watch things like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody I watch that. But no, I'm obsessed with it. There's like 10 seasons and I can't get enough of it. I make it a point not to gossip in my personal life, but the the icky human being that I am made of likes gossip. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to hurt anybody in actual life with gossiping. It's just not right. Therefore... I sometimes need a little dose of vicarious gossip, and it sounds like it would really satisfy that urge. Well, and that's owning a newspaper. I'm objective. I'm very fair. I don't talk about people, but I have to have a little release. So I watch my below deck, and that's what gets me through. I love it when I hear about a show that I think I'm going to like I've never learned about before, which has happened here. But I also love it when I get to learn about a world I know nothing about. And yes. yachting, I mean, I am not, we're landlocked here in Montana. And also, I am so not fancy. I've never even been on a yacht or even maybe seen one in real life. <laughs> I don't know. So, yay. Right. I got married in Hawaii and we went on a catamaran. And I thought, oh, this is so exciting. You like see people on this. This is like the Kardashians. And I just got sick. My brother got sick. It was. He was not as glamorous. And so, yeah, I know nothing about that world either. But um, now I could probably captain a boat because I watched four seasons of Below Deck. (laughs) You know what you're doing. You've had your education. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, if you could have any celebrity be your best friend, who would you pick? I would be best friends with Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. I think they're so funny. It's not even like an attraction thing. I just think they're amazing mm-hmm. humans. I don't know. It just all comes back to the shenanigans for me. I'm, I have such a stressful job that I like letting loose and having some fun. And I just want to like hang out with those guys, write some songs, hang out in the Hamptons. That's, that's my dream celebrity friendship. What, what's going through my head right now is dick in a box. <laughs> Yes. Talking about? Okay. I have a really good group of friends here. And two years ago, one couple dressed up as the two guys from Dick in a Box. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. And they didn't tell anybody. And so when they, they were like the last ones to walk in the party and, and everybody was just like blown away. It was amazing. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. I guess we're dating ourselves a little bit. Although you're a lot younger than I am. But yeah, it, it, it's classic and timeless. Anybody curious, just look it up. You'll be able to find it easily. Okay. What is the silliest thing you have an emotional attachment to? Probably my mom's Tupperware. So she has this salad bowl and it's the old gold 70s Tupperware. Um, and it has the salad tongs with it too. And there's a picture of me when I'm probably six months old and I'm playing in the Tupperware and she still has that. And it's the best salad bowl. Those salad tongs will never break. And 
we have a big ranch in Montana and I don't care about the ranch. I just want the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> I want the salad bowl and it will be mine. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I have to know, does it have like an accordion top yes. or is it a flat smooth top? Nope. It's the accordion. That's how you get the best seal. I can picture it. I'm picturing it. Okay. Yes, totally. Shelfie Shop is offering plus sizes. If you like to rip your bra off when you're finally home for the day, you're just like me. But I don't like my boobs to be all akimbo in a million directions, and I don't want to terrorize the UPS man. So I came up with Shelfies, which are super soft, cozy, built-in shelf bra loungewear. Each shelf bra has just enough thickness for nipple coverage, separate cups, which are built in for good separation and just enough lift for some support. We are doing a very small run of plus size short sleeve and long sleeve tops with our signature cozy built in shelf bra. We have previously been offering small through extra extra large and are now developing our plus line. So we will be offering sizes 1x, 2x and 3x in limited styles and colors. We will be rolling out more colors and styles as we go, and I would absolutely love for you to give it a try. Please use the code FANCYFREE for 10% off, and if you are a 1X, 2X, or 3X, I would absolutely love to hear your feedback on these. Go to shelfieshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Not because we're fancy, but because plain shop was taken. (laughs) Check them out. Okay, well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to tell some not-so-fancy moments that we've had in our lives so that the listeners remember that nobody's as fancy as they look and so that they can see how people bond so quickly sharing these stories. So what do you have for us today? I'm 42 and divorced, so I seem to have – I don't know if it's growing up in a small town and just being naive, but my first date stories are ridiculous. So my best one probably is – I went to North Idaho College, and then I transferred to Colorado State. And my first week at Colorado State, my best friend moved down there with me. New city, more people at the college than any town I've ever lived in, just in the college. And I meet this guy, and he's a realtor, and he was super nice. I can't even remember how we met, but I meet him. He sends me flowers to the newspaper office on campus the first week. And my coworkers were like, whoa, how'd this happen? So we go out, had this amazing pizza. I can't remember what the pizza place was, but that was the most memorable part. And then we go back to our apartment. And I don't know where my roommate was at this time because we didn't really know anybody. So she must have just left because I was out on a date. We come home. We're on the futon watching a movie. And I don't know. We probably were watching the movie for about 30 minutes or something. And we start making out a little bit. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, and I'm going to, it's a rhyming game with this one, just for the PG listeners out there. But he's like, oh, Annie, my sock is aching for you. And it wasn't sock that he said. And I just kind of like start giggling a little bit. I'm like, did he really say that? And then, Joanne, he says it again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, in case you didn't hear me. Right. And I'm just like, and he, something like that. he was a little bit older than me, but I was just like, 
And so I start giggling more and he's like, oh, what's so funny? And I said, oh, the movie's really funny. But I couldn't stop giggling and I felt so bad because I could tell he was sincere and he was a really nice guy. Who knows? Maybe I should have married him. Who knows where I'd be now? <laughs> but like, I couldn't get over it. I'm like, who says that? And I just seem to end up in those situations where people tell me things and I'm like, I don't think that's sexy. And then I always wonder, like, who thinks that's a turn on when somebody says that to you? You're like, am I on Jack right now? Right. And, or am I in the middle of a tacky Harlequin romance novel? I What is happening? I know. It was so, oh my gosh, I will remember that forever. And then, like, he ended up leaving because I couldn't really compose myself after that. And not pull it together. Yeah. And then my roommate, and she got home and I was like, oh my God, you're never going to guess what happened to me. And so um, we didn't end up going out again after that. But I mean... Thanks, Mr. Realtor in Colorado, for the good story. <laughs> I hope this man and his aching sock found its perfect mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've never Googled him, which is really ridiculous because I feel like I'm a pretty good stalker. But um, Hello, you own a newspaper. You could find this guy in 2.4 seconds. Oh, excuse me. I'm a good investigative reporter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. Huh. Interesting. You haven't Googled him, but do you remember his first and last name? I do. Okay. And did he go running for the hills or were you guys just like, oh, this isn't going to work out? No, I think it was just a mutual, like, like he was probably five or six years older than me and I was 21 at the time. So 2021. So he probably, I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, I wonder what he saw in me, but apparently his sock saw something in me. So that's my best first date story. And I don't know if I can really top that. Um, It's kind of funny because, as I said, I'm divorced. I live with Walter Cronkite Wooden the First in a small town in Montana. And people will often ask me, oh, are you dating anyone? I'm like, no, I either grew up with everyone or uh, I used to work in the public assistance office. So some people refer to it as the welfare office. But I either grew up with everyone or I know their history, or they've been in the newspaper because of prison things or whatever. And I'm like, no, there's not really a lot of options in this town. And so the funny thing is, is that I I say I have high standards because, and I love where I live, don't get me wrong, but I have high standards because I need somebody who has all their teeth and can drive a tractor. And surprisingly... That Venn diagram is a sliver, right? right? Like, like that does not seem like it would be that hard, but you can't teach teeth. I can teach somebody to drive a tractor, but you can't teach Mm -hmm. teeth. That's where I need your husband, I guess. We are doing our level best to keep the teeth in your town healthy. Right. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's cute. Well, you know, Missoula is just not that far away. I guess it is pretty far away for you, actually. It's not too bad. So... Because of my job and just that I do a lot of things all by myself, I haven't left our county in probably three months because you can get everything delivered. My brother lives in Missoula and he'll come home and I'll say, hey, will you bring me this? Or my parents are going to doctor's appointments. When I met you and I traveled 25 miles to get a root canal, that was like, that was a big experience for me. (laughs) 
banner day. Yeah. Well, that's actually really cool because you live in this charming little awesome town, although I'm sure it's not like Hallmark movies make it out to be, but and then you don't have to leave. You still have everything you need. You're not sacrificing anything. So that's that's so awesome. I and I by the way, I remember so well wanting to do nothing but leave the place where I li- grew up. Right. And then I ended up going back to, it, it's like, you just don't know, you don't know what home feels like until you're gone. And, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta go experience the world, but sometimes where you came from, there's just nothing like it. So. And that's one thing I tell kids is that you, you have to go experience. I don't care if you move back here. I don't have any kids, but I'm the fun aunt to all my friends, kids, but you have to get out. You have to experience a world. I lived in like seven different states when I was in my first journalism career. I met so many amazing people, met best friends and brought all that experience back here. And I think it only helped me as a business owner in a small town in my hometown. I didn't just stay here and that's fine. Some people stay here and, and that's totally fine, but you have to have a little bit of experience in the world to come back and appreciate where you came from. Yeah, for sure. If you've experienced the world, then when you come back, people see you with with that in mind. And it's, it's a little different than if you've never left. Right. Like now, if if I went out with somebody and they said their sock was aching for me, like I would I would know what to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. OK, tell me about your Craigslist story. Oh, my goodness. The Craigslist story. I forgot about that one. Um, so... <laughs> So I had this idea that I wanted to create like this little sanctuary office in in my building and have a space where if I'm working a 16-hour day, I feel comfortable and it's my style and it's kind of a shabby chic style. And my friend was building me an office and I needed some doors and I really wanted a barn door. So I get on Craigslist and there's these six barn doors for, I don't know, $150 or something like that over in Idaho. Like, oh, this is perfect. I'm totally going to get these. So I email the guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, meet me at this point at this time. I love a good true crime podcast. So I took a friend with me because I don't want to get kidnapped or murdered. And so we go over there. And and along the way, another friend called and she's like, hey, I'm here trading in my car in Sandpoint or whatever, which is like halfway between here and, and where we were going in Coeur d'Alene. And I said, oh, you should come with us because we're going to go get some doors off Craigslist. So we go and we were in my dad's truck and it's like this new truck with all this fancy stuff. We go there. We're having a great time. We pull up and this is a little judgy, but like it's a total crack house. There's an eviction notice on the on the door. Like the the yard is torn up. It looks like it's about ready to be torn down. And it totally was. Your spidey senses are on high alert. You're like. Yeah, the evidence there is chaos here. (laughs) Right. Like I, I have listened to plenty of stories where you get in a basement and then they don't find you for years because they bury you. Mm -hmm. So I'm knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And of course, I didn't have the guy's phone number. I don't know, because I'm not that experienced in Craigslist. Now I am. So I'm emailing the guy. I'm not hearing back. I'm like, gosh, you guys, I don't know if we're in the right place, whatever. So all of a sudden this guy drives up in like this very nice truck and he's like, oh yeah, I bought the block. I'm demolishing everything. Like these are squatters, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. So we go to load up the doors and we're, we're having a great time. And I didn't have any like tie down straps or anything like that. All of a sudden I go to get in the truck and I locked my keys in the truck. And I was like, oh no, 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 we're not the crazy ones. They're the crazy ones. (laughs) 
And like we had to call a tow truck driver. I was trying to like get on the GMC app to figure out how to open it. And of course, my parents don't know the technology and stuff. And the guy, he was so nice. He sat there and waited with us for like an hour and a half. There's these like three middle-aged women were like, no, no, we totally got this. And we totally (laughs) didn't have it. You roll up on the scene like you're the normal ones. And then that happens. (laughs) I know. But he was like super helpful. And of course, since I'm a really good investigative journalist, I found him on the internet and like sent him Uh, Because I wrote my editorial that week about it, about like this whole experience and how people are good. And, and I sent it to him, but I never heard back from him. So I'm probably like on some kind of restraining order somewhere. (laughs) Maybe he never got the email. That's what I, that's what I think all the time. But like somebody came in my business the other day and I don't know, I'm, I'm very transparent and it doesn't matter if I'm talking to the governor or like a kindergartner, I'm going to be the same. And somebody came into my business a couple of weeks ago and he's shipping a UPS package because we're in an outlet for, for shipping. And I was like, Oh, that looks like there might be a body in there. I have to ask you if there's a body. And he just kind of giggled at me. He's like, Oh no, not, not a body. I said, well, I would know because I listen to a lot of podcasts and and I do know that you don't use a wood chipper to get rid of a body because they can find a piece of a fingernail and he kind of (laughs) giggles, but I can tell he's getting a little uncomfortable and I'm like, yeah, nobody's seen my ex-husband for a long time. So, (laughs) (laughs) and at that point, I think, okay, shut up, quit talking. (laughs) Slowly backing out the door. Like, that's okay. I'll drive to Missoula to mail this. (laughs) Yeah, he did pay me. He did ship his package. And then it was funny. He came in this week and I said, just so you know, like I didn't kill my ex-husband. I'm sure he's fine. And I said, I promise not to tell you any scary stories today. And he just started laughing. And I was like, oh, goodness. You made his week. He had a story to tell everybody he met. I know. He probably went home and was like, "Um, don't go to this business because the lady's crazy. (laughs) so awesome. So yeah. is that like small town for you where you can go to the newspaper to mail your UPS packages or do you own another business too? No. So we do everything. So we're a weekly newspaper and that's, that's my bread and butter. I, I'm, we're going through the shift just like any other small business in the country right now where it's hard to find employees. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, what do I do? But I, at my core, I'm a newspaper. I will always do a local newspaper and everything we print is written by me and my part-time reporters. It's all local. And I love that about it, but you have to diversify a little bit. So we sell office supplies. We're like one of two places in town where you can still send a fax. We do UPS shipping. I have a sign shop. We do like photo canvases and photo prints. Notary. Do you have a notary? I do have a notary. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) I'm getting it now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. People need to be able to get services locally still. You can't buy everything on Amazon and you can't immediately go to your phone for things. You You still need small businesses, which I'm thankful for. Tell the listeners about the Be Like Bill Foundation. I created a foundation called the Be Like Bill Foundation. My friend Bill Kane passed away in 2020 and he was a superintendent at our local school district here in Montana and taught in Michigan for 30 years. So 
just to honor him and like how committed he was to helping students succeed. He was kind of a success story. He struggled with reading and struggled with learning and ended up going to college and getting a law degree. I wanted to honor him. So we started the Be Like Bill Foundation, BeLikeBillFoundation.org. And it provides scholarships for students in Michigan, in Montana, which are the two places where Bill was so committed to learning. We give out $2,000 a year in scholarships. My friend here owns a screen printing business and he's a great artist. And so he came up with this awesome logo because Bill wore really fun ties and had these like very distinct eyeglasses. So we have Be Like Bill shirts and stickers. And it's just very important for me to continue Bill's commitment to, to kids and to learning and to giving kids a chance that you wouldn't think like, oh, they're going to go to college. They're going to succeed. He was one of those kids that somebody believed in him and he believed in kids. So I really want to continue his legacy for helping out everyone and making sure that everybody has a chance to succeed. That is so awesome. We will link to that in the show notes too. That sounds like a really worthy cause. So how do you donate to the Be Like Bill Foundation? You can go to BeLikeBillFoundation.org and you can donate directly from there. You can buy a shirt or a bumper sticker or just make a donation. We do a lot of great things for kids and I know he would be really proud of what we're doing. That's awesome. I love it. Wow. Good for you. You are you are a jack of all trades. That's that's very awesome. <laughs> all right. Tell the listeners where they can find you online and and uh, Walter Cronkite would in the first. <laughs> yes, let's get back to Walter. He's the star of the show. He's actually <laughs> taking a nap right now because he had a very busy day. He went to work and then he went to the homecoming parade. And oh so it's been a busy day. Yeah, that's exhausting. And yesterday he was at the ranch running around. So he's he's still in recovery. But you can find my newspaper at sclegger.net. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as Sander County Ledger. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Annie Wooden or Walter Cronkite Wooden the first on Instagram. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Annie, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me. It's been a blast. I'm so excited. We're going to be best friends. I agree. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast. We will see you next time. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.